to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink as usual. I'm joined by my fellow presenter AJ Sharp and she is a taste what would I say? Aficionado. Oh, good word. <laughs> oh, no, it's a good word, isn't it? Can't spell it. Uh, and that's because you're you're an awards judge for a whole number of things, including the Great Taste Awards. So you have this very mature and refined palate, oh. whereas I just go, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> so we're expecting you to use good vocabulary on that one. And you're also a food writer. That's right, yes. And as if that's not enough, you're the managing director of the multiple award-winning foodie PR company, Sharp Relations. So we're talking about food waste and rescued food. I prefer that. I prefer that sort of description, rescued food. Quite like that. Um, and we've got two experts with us today. The first is Katie Cox of uh, Wasted Kitchen. And I know Katie's stuff from her previous incarnation, which was, what was the name of the company? Mighty, Mighty Fine, Fine Things. things got a lot of your products in my cupboard for that one and i've now started getting wasted kitchen products uh-huh. in my little larder so we can talk about those and also i'm joined by flo can you tell me what your name is can you actually pronounce it properly for me Florcia. dutch say it again florcia florcia what's the surname Hitter. <laughs> no i'm not doing that bit <laughs> uh produced in kent uh ceo uh, who's doing who's been doing amazing things there for the last how long have been that job two years Two bit, years and a bit. Yeah, really turn it around. Loads of stuff going on. So we can talk about that. But actually what we're really here to talk about is Food Loop, which is something that's very passionate um, project for you, isn't it? It is. And again, much, it's yeah. about food waste. So a few facts to start with. Well, actually, the facts make me a little bit depressed, I have to say. Mm. Um, such a lot of food waste going on. Uh, over a third of all food produced globally goes to waste, which is just, you, you know, when you look at other countries sometimes and there's a real sort of famine or something like that, it's depressing to see. But if you if you look close to home, when inflation's going a little bit mad, utility bills are going up, all sorts of stuff, people are having to rely on food banks and, and to think that a third of all food is going to waste is really upsetting, don't you think? I completely agree. I think there's been a real... Um it's been a problem for a long time, and I can really see, though, that the tides are turning. I really feel that. I think I think people are taking a lot more notice of this now. Yeah. When we were on holiday with the kids when they were little, um, we used to hire, like, um, you know, a villa or something, because it was just easier than, than, you know, a hotel. And it meant we could go and have a lot of money, so we could go and buy local food and, and cook and have barbecues and things like that, which end up being cheaper. Um, so, But when it used to come to the end of the holidays, we used to do what we called Ready, Steady, Cook. And the kids used to be in teams because two families, kids used to be in teams and, and there's like the green team and the red team. And we'd have like, you know, I don't know, some butterscotch something sauce, <laughs> uh, some bananas, uh, and cucumber. A and a, yeah, cabbage. <laughs> right. Make a meal out of that, kids. Uh, and it's got to be a starter and a main course and a pudding. 
and it was really good for them and it was a good Brilliant. fun but they they had to so you know the grown-ups used to sit and wait for this weird meal oh and they used to charge us as well <laughs> typical kids Genius. quite quite entrepreneurial children that i have we used to have to pay for the blooming privilege as if i mean we'd bought the blooming stuff in the first Hardly place surprising but actually it's quite good for them to 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 try and you know be quite creative about what you can do and not not have any food waste at the end, end of the holiday um and i think there is going to be more and more i think we'll see more and more cookbooks don't you mm. of how you use yeah i completely agree i mean we have the same thing in our house and it's called fridge surprise oh. it's a risotto base and whatever is in the fridge goes into the risotto and that's it or yeah. a salad same same difference risotto is a great uh, way of using it and stir fries actually that's not and a good stir one fry, yeah. or curry mm. that's not a good one anyway i've gone straight off the subject um <laughs> The world's nearly one billion hungry people could be fed on less than a quarter of the food that is wasted just in the in the UK and Europe and the US. And um, I'm afraid to say that we in the UK produce the highest amount of food waste in Europe. So for some reason, it's twice the amount of Sweden and Spain, a third higher than Germany. Um, I, do, I don't really understand why that is. Do you have any clues, Flo? What, why? I mean... Obviously, you've you've got a Dutch family as well, and lots of, is there a difference between the way we approach food in the UK to you? I don't know. I think the standards are very high here. I think that's uh, that that's as one in of food the, production. Yeah, for food wow. production, but also what the retailers will buy mm-hmm. from the suppliers. So you know that will give more waste at the start of the chain. Yeah, because a lot of a lot, a lot actually gets wasted in the fields, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's not the right shape or yeah, pre farm gate. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll come on to that in a minute and and what you're trying to do with um, Food Loop. Let's talk to Katie. Katie, you set up, we've got Wasted Kitchen. Yeah. Do you mind if we just talk about Mighty Fine Things? Because I've I've got quite a lot of those products. You made amazing vinegars. Yeah. That was my favourite that you did. Can you just talk about a few things that you started off making? So Mighty Fine Things was how we started, really. Mm. Um, And it started because I had bees and I had excess honey, and I wanted something to do with it. And at the same time, I, I'm, my background is marketing, so I started working with uh, Faversham Market um, on building what they were doing. So I thought, I'll take a stall, I'll make some honey and chilli sauce. And that's what I did. And then I started marketing with another local business, Macnade. Um They were on last week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and part of the deal was that they took the sauces too. And um, then we started making liqueurs, uh, using local fruit, so uh, cherries, raspberries, damsons. We, when we ran out of money, we decided to do vinegar as well. And so it went and we sold through the market and sold through Macnade and that grew and grew and grew. Um, and you made some vinegars that yeah. actually, in my view, you could drink. Well, they were that nice. Mm. Did you have any? Oh, yeah. You've, yeah. Got, you, you've actually got some of our drinking vinegar here. Oh, is, is that, that vinegar? what this yeah. is? Yeah. Ah. Can we taste it? So we still make it. Yep. What's it called? So I've got so that here, one's a raspberry shrub. Got a raspberry shrub. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's lovely. So that's um, with tonic. These ones, and I brought that along really because it was part of how we began, and we still do make it. Um, so you can actually drink that it's vinegar that you can drink. I've tasted incredible. worse wine than that. <laughs> lovely. In a mix. Seriously. Nice. Yeah. Isn't vinegar supposed to be a really good health? Uh, so benefit? apple cider vinegar is supposed to be really good for you. And we use uh, yeah local apple cider vinegar, local raspberries. Um, the long term of using excess or surplus, as I like to term it now, yeah, um, yeah. produce is that we get to make these kind of things because mm. it's a way of preserving the fruit that 
mm. becomes go available. To yeah. Um, now you're based in Kent, and and Kent is incredible for fruit. Yeah. I mean, I've bought what I thought were sticks, literally planted them. Next year, I've got apples. I mean, for some reason in Kent, uh, you know, the, the fruit just grows wonderfully. Raspberries, blackberries, yeah. you name it. Cherries, of course, world class cherries, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, the whole of Kent and certainly where we are in Faversham is super abundant uh, in terms of fruit. And, uh, you know, it's been a huge opportunity for us, but also it can be a problem when there's too yeah, much, too much something, waste. Yeah. or the supermarkets turn something away because they can't sell it or it's the wrong size or whatever the issue is. But for us, that's great because then we take it and turn it into something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Delicious. Yeah. Now, for some reason, in front of me, I have a plate yes. with two forks. Mm. I might be fighting AJ for it, actually, so she might be getting <laughs> quick. Uh, have you bought this along, Kate? I have bought that along. Right, so it's beautiful. So it's like, it's it looks like phyllo pastry. It is. All right. And it's all beautiful. You can take a photo. Take mm. a photo. And it's beautifully scrunched up. So you get the the layers of phyllo pastry. And then on the top, it's slightly browned. Looks like it's got... Are they Nigella seeds? They right? are Nigella seeds, yeah. Oh, I'm doing well today. Oh. <laughs> and then it looks like, I'm guessing, um, spinach or, or something like that and cheesy bits. Yes, it's that. this is spinach and feta. Uh, oh. So this is... Delicious. And did you make this this morning? No, it was made over the weekend. So it's basically it's leftovers then, isn't it? It is leftovers, kind of. Well, <laughs> That's what this is about. That's, that's what, what it's about. That's what this program's about. That's right. right. Can you ask right. a question while I eat? So your turn to okay. talk now. Go on. Well, ask it's just something. fantastic. Where can somebody, I mean, how can people sure. interact with your business then? So, I mean, I love, they, can, they can interact online. We're online and we are doing more and more um, trying to help other people re reduce their food waste, be those small businesses, larger businesses, individuals. We, we kind of, I guess, position ourselves now as a bit of food waste champions, which is kind of a, a kind of a long journey and a bit of a, a COVID journey as well. Because yeah. as you pointed out, we started with the shrubs and the vinegars and the liqueurs and what have you, which were all using excess produce. Um, and then we started making, because we had extra capacity, we started making salads. And it is very much ready, steady cook. And we do that three times a week yeah. with whatever we pick up. So, so by by saying that you work with businesses, you've got these products that are available retail. Yeah, uh, I presume you can get them online as well. Yep. So, so what are you doing with this, this sort of thing in terms of working with businesses? So, we work in this case with uh, Magnate, who are one of the biggest the delis, big, I guess, farm in, shop, aren't they? Yeah. in, the, in yeah. the southeast, and um, we buy their surplus produce from them. Oh, okay. So every day we go in, see what they've got that they would otherwise go to waste, might be damaged, they might be they've got too much of it. Maybe just a bruise on might the side or something. Mm. Might be that the new stock has come in and the old stock doesn't look so great and they need to move it on. We take it away and turn it into salads and bakes and this kind of thing and then sell it back to them. And Sell it back to them sell now, liking them. that. That's really, that's genius. <laughs> and they sell it in their cafe and in the yeah. deli and ah. uh, when they do events. So that's how it works. That's a really nice circular sort of economy thing, isn't it? It's really fantastic. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. That's now, good. in terms of the wasted kitchen. Jardinera type pickles, garden pickles and pickle quince, yeah. So that both. That is really yeah. extraordinary. I yeah. bought mm. that from you and that's really fantastic. So tell us what quince is, because some people might not know. It's a very ancient fruit, actually. 
It's kind of pear-like, I want to say, but it's furry and hard. It's and ugly it, as hell. I, I think it's beautiful. It's got a, an orange <laughs> blossom. Just when, contradict me any time, yeah, Katie. It, well, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Mm. And uh, they have an orange blossom uh, before they grow, which is fantastic. And you probably see more of those in the garden because it's a lot more visible than, in, uh, than you would the fruit. Um, but yeah, they're kind of hard and furry, and they you can't bite into them, and they've gone out of favour. Real interesting. Uh, so I used to live somewhere, and there was a, a local pub, and they had a huge quince tree. It must have been ancient. Yeah. And they clearly didn't know what they had. Yeah. And all these, you don't actually think of them as fruits because they don't look like fruit. That you know, they're sort of very not. You know, they just almost blend into the background yeah, don't yeah. they really um and these used to be all on the floor and i used to just go and pick them up and because they are incredibly naturally sweet yeah in inside and uh if you go to spain and you have a cheese board they'll do membrillo yeah well that's that's quince it you know. is quince. <laughs> it's, it's really nice well that's really nice yeah but we've got loads of those in england aren't you? it's not a spanish delicacy it's something <laughs> we have here um and people just got to learn how to, how yeah. to spot it and use it really. I, I think so i think that's true of a lot of things Flo, how do you how do you cope? Because you've got a demanding job and you've got two hungry growing up boys. Um, I've got a wonderful partner who does most of the cooking. Really? How do you um, find that? <laughs> That's not bad going. Bad chance, really. <laughs> but he is a master in uh, in cooking up everything that's in the fridge that's good and and a couple of times i cook uh, you know if if there's ingredients and i don't know what to do i just google the two ingredients together and I'll, and something will come up yeah and, and i think i think it. i think the web is brilliant for that and mm. have a good larder i think is, mm. uh, is the yeah. answer as well good kind of base material there yeah you can always make something yeah good so have you got any of your wasted kitchen stuff here i have so what have we got let's let's have a quick look so, uh, so oh it's in a what are those called indian thing dabatins dabatins yeah. so it's those. a pile of tins with a with a lock thing and this is what uh indian people used to take to work and it's what we deliver our meals in oh is it yeah so you deliver so i've got these blooming jars of stuff and i thought that was all you did no oh. See, now, now this is, I hope you're hungry, Flo. That's, <laughs> so that is like, looks like lentils um, and some yogurty stuff. And we've got some rice. We had um, Maria from Shwen Shwen last week, didn't we? And um, she was saying a, a meal is not complete without rice. Yes, she did. <laughs> And if you haven't had rice that day, <laughs> you can say, I haven't had anything to eat today. Yeah. She said, you're going to eat as much as you want, but you haven't had rice. It's like, oh, no, I haven't really eaten much today. So we've got rice. The smell is amazing. What, what, so what have we got? So I'll start with this. It's actually bulgur wheat and not rice. Oh. Doesn't, oh, yeah, yeah. So, but it is, that's a good call about the larder because we have in, in our kitchen lots of rice, lots of bulgur wheat, lots of quinoa, lots of couscous, lots of pulses um, and grains. Which um, keep forever. Which keep forever. Yep. And then we look at the veg that comes in Don't in the morning in the fridge and say, well, what are we going to do with that today? Which grain are we going to pull out? Um, we use uh, beans, but we soak them before and then freeze them so that they're ready to use. And then we just create salads like this. So this one is uh, uh, turmeric uh, roast cauliflower and it's surplus cauliflower, the, uh, local cauliflower, the, uh, carrots and bulgur wheat and then we've put seeds and peanuts into that one and that's just to give it a bit of texture and a bit yeah. of crunch yeah now for me when i used to be a working mum and hardly had any time to myself i couldn't be bothered to do the soaking beans thing no so my advice on that is split lentils don't need soaking you need to wash them yeah. at a time to get a starch out uh, you can cook with those straight away or 
at a push, if you buy a tin of chickpeas or whatever, uh, get rid of the juice that they're in, whatever it's called, uh, run them under tap, get them all clean, and actually you could use those at a push. They're, they're fine. Oh, yeah, use them. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with tin chickpeas. I mean, I'd rather not, but it's just, it's, it's not as nice yeah. but it's, it, if you're in a rush. Um, I mean, I, th- I think they're fine. And actually, we, we now uh, we, we buy in jarred chickpeas and sell them on with our meals because we think they're, they're great, yeah. um, bulb beans. And... But the lentils will cook straight away. Yeah. Um, black beans actually will cook straight away as well. Mm. So you don't need to soak those. Everything else you need to soak. Um, the reason we do it is financial, really. They're cheaper Yeah. Uh, rather than tins. Yeah. Um, so, so my good friend, Harry Gotra, who's an Indian chef yeah. uh, and co- does cookery schools and all, all that sort of stuff. She makes the most amazing tomato-based dal yeah. with split... Um, uh, lentils mm. it literally costs next to nothing mm. to make it is the most gorgeous meal okay it takes 20 minutes but you get amazing tomatoes particularly if there's a glut of tomatoes mm. you've got some lentils like a bit of butter or something and it's like for four people it's really cheap and it's a great great meal yeah um so i think if, if people are struggling to make ends meet at the moment you know really try and learn how to do some of these cooking skills because you can make amazing Quite amazing meals with, with, with not a lot of money. I don't know what I'm asking you because your husband cooks as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah. You're not asking Flo either. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, is that what you find? You can make amazing you can make amazing meals uh, uh, with. I do find you can make amazing meals. Not a lot of money. <laughs> not a lot of money. Yeah. Anyhow, and that's what we do a lot of the time. We, we also make curries, a lot of curries. Um, and we really make use of pots and grains in a way that I would never have imagined before I started this business. High in protein, really good for and, uh, you. Know. Another another really good tip for me is if you're making something like spaghetti bolognese and you've got some hungry teenagers, get a small pack of mints. And actually, if you put lentils in it, they just don't notice. Mm. And and it, yeah. it still tastes as good, if not better. So, and yeah. an old carrot and anything else anything you've got else at the bottom like of the fridge. It's amazing. In. Yeah, it's mm. amazing. Right, AJ, you have a quick um, taste of that and we're going to come back to the taste in a minute. Flo, while we're doing that, talk to us about Food Loop. What is Food Loop? So Food Loop... Um, I'm going to have a taste while you're talking. ...hopes to find a solution or hopes, hopes to help find a solution for food waste in Kent. Um, it's a food sharing app putting suppliers of surplus food, um, growers, producers, retailers, hospitality, in touch with takers of surplus food. Um, and so, take- so who would be the takers, for example? Could be another business okay. who's, uh, like Katie, who's yep. um, using surplus food to make a new product. Uh, but it could also be charities or community initiatives that use surplus food to redistribute it to those who need it. Um, like a food bank or something. Yeah, a food bank kind of or thing. a social supermarket. Yeah, um, amazing. There's social supermarkets who, rather than give out food, or even people an old people's a little home, bit for maybe. it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so anything it, like that. Yeah, it could be. Uh, well, yeah, a business. You know, it could go to a, a catering um, organization. Mm. It could be could go to a, a restaurant. Uh, you know, there's so many people who are now starting to work with surplus food that so so you're like a dating agency you're like the tinder of the, of the food <laughs> we are yeah world. We're, we're, we're really not much more than that we're really connecting supply with demand swipe left swipe right and then yeah so when so so when people so on the supplier side for example you register um you grow apples you've got uh, too many apples you can put a crate of apples onto the app and then on the taking side anyone when they start when they 
filled out their profile, filled out that they needed apples, will get a um, notification on the app. Oh, wow, okay. So you don't have to trawl through stuff. You you, you no, can you literally register for what you want, yeah. And then you uh, are shown contact details, you contact a person offline, and then you strike the deal. So we have nothing to do with uh, whether you're going to sell it to each other or, or give it out to each other. That's neither here nor there for us. That's for them to connect it's for them to confidential to connect, way, but and, also yeah. it's up to the businesses to make sure, up to the organisations to make sure that they're dealing with, you know, valid product and uh, and and that it's all in order, quality wise, so to speak. Yeah. So we are just providing the connection. It's right. amazing. It and is. how did you come up with the idea? Was it your team, or was there more people involved in the kind of conception of the cons? There was definitely more people involved. We set up the No Food Wasted Forum in the summer of 2020 um, because I, I, yeah, I started to think about food waste and, and you know, heard our members also talking about food waste and how that was a, a problem that they wanted solving uh, because most of our members, if not all, are very committed to, mm. to that in particular. So I thought, let's get everyone around the table who works in the area of reducing food waste, but also works in the area of creating better access to good food in our county. Uh, so that was the No Food Wasted Forum. And we started talking to each other. We, we met every six weeks um, and very quickly became apparent that on one side you've got a mountain of mm-hmm. food waste, literally, surface mm-hmm. food. People no idea what to do with it uh, or don't really have the time to look into solutions. And on the other end, a growing group of people who can't put a decent uh, meal on the table, let alone a healthy uh, meal with fresh produce. So we thought, well, how, what can we do to solve that? And an app is, of course, a perfect uh, techno- technological solution. And, and lots of businesses just don't have time to trawl through no, and try and find somebody. No, I think that's the big somebody. problem. I think most yeah. businesses want to do better and want to do good uh, and want to do the best thing with, with you know, their food waste. But, you know, you've got to start calling people. and It's and got to be easy, hasn't it? Yeah. And also when you've got something available, you want just a simple way to put it out there Mm -hmm. and then people to approach you Mm -hmm. rather than you having to go out and spend hours on the phone. Yeah. Uh, But on the other hand as well, we we spoke to businesses when we were looking into the idea and how to develop it. And some of the suppliers said, yeah, I only have produce available certain months a year, but people still call me in November, for example, to talk about strawberries. (laughs) I don't have strawberries in November. (laughs) But, you know, I, I can put them every week on in June uh, and then if they pe- if those I've people got, register, then they know yeah. when it's there and they can take it then instead mm. of having to call me. So it saves everybody time. Mm. Yeah, Excellent. Um, I wanted your advice here, Katie. Um, so I went to McNaise this morning mm. um, and I was having a look around and there are beginning to be more and more products that are using surplus food which is great that's what we want isn't Mm -hmm. it so i picked this up um it's carly's kitchen don't know Mm -hmm. if you know them yep dear i've heard of them oh excellent so i wanted you to taste (laughs) because i wanted you just to to you know with your expertise um tell me what you think so with the so carly's kitchen here we've got a, a lime pickle um obviously uh limes not necessarily from this country but um and then we've got mango but the food surplus places is clearly the apple um now, I think the thing for me that we need to get across with some of this, you know, um, surplus food or rescued food is that the quality can still be amazing, can't it? Mm. Is that you've hot? You just had the lime <laughs> pickle, face. which has just blown your head off. <laughs> mm. Have a glass of water there, Katie. Mm. A glass of water. <laughs> Do you want to taste? Because you're a, 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 a taste yeah. awards judge and see what you think. And, and try the, the, the sort of mango and apple. And, and I think what I would be saying 
to consumers is if you've got a little bit of time, try and see if you can find products that have been rescued because um, that's what we should be doing, don't you think? Absolutely. Mm. That is hot. It's really nice. Mm. Mm. Really nice. Tasty, isn't it? Both lovely. What do you think of the mango and apple? Really nice. It tastes natural. Mm. Um, in the, you know, mango chutney can be quite clunky and sweet and... Yeah, oh, I, I, I often light. find the um, textures horrible. Yeah, mm. really. Yeah, it's very nice and fresh. Mm. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like your stuff, Wasted Kitchen. Mm. Please go on the shelves and have a, have, a, have a good look. What do you think of the taste of those? Oh, I think the taste is... Um, I think this, this lime pickle's lovely. It's got a really lovely, hot... Texture's great, isn't flavor. it? ...flavour. The texture's really good. Maybe a tad more sweetness, which we'll is kind mm. of balance that out, give it a little bit more balance, but... Lime pickle's supposed to be sour, though. I know, I know. Isn't but it? Just a touch. Okay. Just a touch. One of the things I was reading the other day, though, about fermented foods that I found really fascinating is how your gut health, obviously it's very good for your gut health, is really closely linked to your mental health, isn't yeah. it? Your well-being and how you feel. So you can biome. actually... Yeah. The old biome. Eat yourself happy biome. with fermented foods. Mm. Very good. Did you taste the mango and apple? Oh, I haven't. No, have a quick taste of that. Well, unbelievably, we've come to the end of the programme. Um... Katie, where can listeners find your Wasted Kitchen products? If I mean, is it, is it very Kent-based? So the actual physical produce is quite Kent-based. Mighty Fine Things and our ferments and pickles are available nationally online. Um, and we're doing more and more work on how we share what we do. So yeah. um, getting people on board with using their surplus produce uh, and kind of giving them the skills back, reskilling people mm-hmm. um, to do that. So. I'd, I'd like to see quite a lot more online resources and, and uh, projects where they're helping families to use left, you know, food that's perhaps at the end of its life or whatever, wouldn't you? Yeah, I completely agree. There's mm. the, the lovely Sharon Goodyear down at um, our kitchen in Thanet. She does a lot of kind of educating families on how to use what's in your fridge and what to do with these raw ingredients that yep. are sometimes being... Mm. Donated. You might want to go to one of those, Flo. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will report back on this program. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, join Food Loop and, and and get involved because they they want to get rid of surplus or or they're very interested in in, in buying stuff in, how do they find that? So it's 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 a B two B app. So it's open to businesses and organisations, not for profits, uh, charities, so not, and not things like to yeah. individual people right um it is being trialed in kent and medway at the moment and in northamptonshire so if uh, there's businesses out there who are interested in trialing the app they can just sign up and they go to www.foodloop.app or they just download the app from the app yep. store because it's yep. available in the app store. so again if there's somebody in another county that's very interested in, in in using this as a template can they can they get in contact with you definitely get in touch with us um and that's through uh, producing kent um, and very happy to talk to them because, yeah, if it's successful after the trial period, why not set it out in other counties as mm. well? Yeah, and I think the point of Produced in Kent is is there to help food businesses uh, not to make money. So, so you know, please, if, if we can help you, um, please get in contact with us. Yeah, thanks. We'd like you to give us some money as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if there is a millionaire out there with a spare few hundred thousand, please do get in touch. <laughs> um, Katie, thank you so much for bringing in these lovely things. It's really kind of you. I'm going to tuck into a bit of the, the phyllo thing. Um, the bulgur thingy is lovely. 
Have you tried? I'm going back to go, the lentils. Actually. Yeah, we'll have a good old um, we'll have a good old nosh up in a minute. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming in, um, and you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. We've got loads of radio stations now, haven't we, that have syndicated? I think so. Across the UK. Maybe if anybody else wants to syndicate, this is all free. Mm. Um, we want as many people as possible to um, hear our message. Um, yes, yeah, so we're syndicated loads of radio stations across the UK and further afield. We're on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and podcast app on your phone. Thank you, AJ. Lots um, to get your, your very educated taste buds into in a minute. Oh, pleasure. You're going to take some of that home, aren't you? Um, and thank you to the lovely people that produced in Kent. We say that every week. And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back every week for six years from snail farming to beekeeping, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye-bye. we have some more of that. That's spinach. Oh, back into that. Mm.